Welcome to Official Catch Up. Uh, it's Ben here, and I'm joined uh, by Chris. As always, how you doing, Chris? Good. We never actually done anything for the hundred episode. I think we just—it was just me and you—and we just rolled out and talked about it. I guess the positive thing was that we were talking about football again, rather than any negative stuff. But uh, bureaucracy and politics. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. I'll tell you why I know that the, if it was the hundred and third episode because I went on to the episode last week's episode to see what I was wearing. So I had a funny <laughs> feeling I was wearing the same t-shirt. So I was like, I don't want people to hang up your clap bag and I'm just wearing the same t-shirt every single week. So I was like, I need to check in case I like I had the same one. I had a black t-shirt on, but it wasn't the same one, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, so I felt I was like, it's fine. Because I, I would have went away and got changed if it had been the same t-shirt, but it wasn't. So it's cool. To be fair, the way they're listed, um, we've probably done over, what, 200-odd ah, episodes, yeah, yeah. but I, it depends what it is that I class it as, a, as an episode. So technically we have. You know, our chats with like players and managers and that probably doesn't count as an actual uh, episode. Actual episodes where we chat or it's been me, you, Moz, or me, you, Moz, and Sean, and then it's always been that's the, the episode and anything else is just a wee bit extra to, to add to the old bit of content. But with plenty of football uh, that happened at the weekend, we had the Lowland League, we had the Scottish Cup, we had the Scottish Junior Cup, I think we had some West Scotland games, East Scotland games. Uh, Strathclyde Demolition Cup games, East of Scotland Cup games as well. All sorts of stuff going on. But we'll start with the Lowland League, uh, as we always do. Uh, we'll go through the games. Uh, Berwick Rangers lost uh, 1-0 to Cali Braves. Chris, you called it. You said you thought the Cali Braves would get the result there. Oh, it's an awkward one, eh? How many times did I say the word mentality when I talked about Berwick last week? Honestly, I was watching it back. And I was like, I'm saying mentality uh, so, so much. But yeah, uh, from what I've heard, poor performance from Berwick. Braves, we're showing favouritism here, maybe. We've talked about them every week. Usually we kind of, you know, change change the, the tone or try and uh, cover other other teams. But now nah, the Braves are doing well. Uh, now up to third. Momentum, really. Berwick, on the other hand, I think it just applies what I said last week about mentality. Um, from what I've heard, they didn't. They weren't really interested. You've got to have that bit of belief about you that you're going out. You have momentum. Um, we'll probably talk about Broomhill. Obviously, we kind of questioned there them last week, and they've they've came back out firing and, and got a result at the weekend. Berwick haven't done that. Um, in fairness, they're probably you know we probably rate Braves higher than than uh, Gala, uh, who Broomhill played. But aye, it's it's another devastating loss for for Berwick. Uh, in fairness, they have had injuries as as have Gala, but uh, every team has injuries, don't they? Um, and they still they still seem to turn up. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't know how I feel about Berwick now. Um, in a in a sense, I'm not saying that they're you know they're way down there in terms of uh, in terms of where I think they'll be, but it's not looking great at the moment. And and fair enough. Again, the Braves they had two players in the the team of the month, Zach Butterworth, who seems to be doing amazing on the right. Obviously, Mark Kelly. We we talk enough about him, to be honest. <laughs> Probably too much, but um, he's he's doing fantastic, and the Braves as a whole, fantastically well. Um, very surprised. I think we we kind of said Bones were the a bit of a surprise package, but you know, Braves I think are kind of overtaking them as as a uh, one to to watch this season in, in terms of a I guess that word dark horse. Uh, the original dark horse for me was Berwick Rangers, but um, Braves are. Are definitely on fire. Berwick's defence are terrified. <laughs> Sorry, that was a pure pun. But I actually said it was one 0 It was actually two 0 uh, I was reading a graphic incorrectly. 
and it was the half time results here. So uh, I was doing Cali Braves a disservice by saying only one. That was actually two 0 So yeah, uh, apologies to them. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, Cali Braves started the season brilliantly, which we never thought I think would have happened. Certainly, I didn't. Uh, did I think Berwick were going to challenge or be up there? Probably not either. Uh, did I think they were going to be as low as they are at the moment in the league? I don't think so. I think they'll probably sit, probably finish mid-table. Uh, we probably have another one of those seasons where they're kind of trying to build on kind of what they've been doing, and obviously they've been trying to kind of regroup from from getting relegated. And they're still kind of going through that. I know we've talked to like guys like Dave before and listened to what they're doing at, at Berwick, and I think I think they'll eventually come good. But I, this is not the season for them, uh, as far as I'm concerned. They're not going to get down. They're not going to win the league. They're just going to have a very, very kind of middle, um, fair to midland season. And I know they get put out one of the cups already, and they mentioned about kind of focusing on the league. But more and more, I think about that, the worse that gets because I don't, I don't think they're going to do anything in the league. So uh, maybe the cup competitions are the ones for them, and they should really maybe think about those and try and go on a run and try and maybe even grab a bit of silverware. But obviously, it's too late in terms of these. East of Scotland Cup that they were in, um, and they, they only have the South Challenge Cup really to uh, to try and to try and get something from. So, yeah, I don't know where Berry go from here, but yeah, fair play to Cali Braves. It's, it's great to see them up there, sitting third now, just behind Rangers B and, and EK. But yeah, absolutely brilliant for them, and I'm delighted to see them because, as I said before, I, I like what they do as a as a club and what they're all about. So, uh, delighted again to say and say well, they'll, I'm sure they'll kick on. How many uh, how many seasons is is it going to be for Berwick though? That we use the word transition. I mean, transition for me is maybe one two seasons. They've been in the, the league long enough. Yeah, I just don't understand that. Look, they've got they've got really good players at Berwick. Um, they have obviously winners in that. You know, Tam Scobie, uh, Jamie Stevenson, obviously himself. Stuart Malcolm has won the league with East Colbride. Just don't understand how they're not doing better. Um, we can talk about injuries and and whatnot, but. Um, yeah, they're a team right away that I would say that should be doing better, and they're not. Um, and I don't, I don't know what has to change there, if there, if anything. You know, obviously we're not calling for anyone's heads in terms of players or managers or that, but yeah, you, to me, it, it's not good enough. Uh, you know, we can talk about it's another transitional season. It's it's just not good enough. It gets to the the, the point where we're using the words transition, and we're looking at teams and thinking well, it's been three four years. I mean, how how long do you have to be? And a league for it not to be a transitional season. One step forward for two steps back, kind of situation for a bit. They maybe they, they sort some stuff off the park, and you think right, this will be then they'll kick on. But in actual fact, they take a step back. Whereas they've got to try to find that balance, and maybe it's just one of those ones where it's going to take them a bit longer to, to do that rebuild and, and get it right on and off the park to, to get back to where they they want to be. For me, I. I would never have said that Berwick, even before they got relegated, were, were a, a good league side. They were always protected and kind of helped out by the, the lack of promotion relegation. And now that's obviously happened to them, maybe they've just found a level, to be brutally honest. They maybe just found uh, the level in the lower league is probably where they're, they're meant to be. And, they're destined to be, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, and that's not to be disrespectful or anything like that, but maybe... We've talked about the pyramid to death in this podcast, and we know there's teams below the Lowland League and uh, and in the Lowland League who are, are better than 
better than the Lowland League, certainly, and, and have aspirations to be up there, and there's no reason why they can't be. And now that the, the pyramid's in place, it's not just Berwick. I mean, there's going to be teams in, the, in League 2 and probably League 1 as well at some point that are going to drop down and probably find themselves in the Lowland League or in, or in Tier 6 at some point. So maybe that's just what it's going to be for Berwick. And they might get out now and again, but they might get relegated. Maybe one of those teams that can, like, maybe a yo-yo's between, but, but who knows? Certainly, I don't think there's going to be um, a massive um, improvement from Berwick uh, in the in the near future anyway. Next game, game then, Bonnet United uh, lost 2-0 to Trenent. Trenent's uh, manager, Calum Elliott, quit the club uh, almost inexplicably during the week, Chris. Strange departure there. Yeah, um, he had talked about the sort of need for urgency and, and whatnot like a few days earlier. So um, unless it was at the weekend, I'm not 100% sure. But um, from what I gather, he's, you know, he, he feels that uh, he's taking the club as far as he can, which I don't really understand that because I, Trent have kind of been a wee bit going under the radar. I mean, they're, they're still, I mean, I didn't think they would win the league uh, coming in into the Lone League and be promoted, but they are, you know, quite high up there. They still have a chance. I mean, I know East Colbride are firing, obviously Rangers B are firing, but um, I, I do find that a wee bit strange that um, Callum Elliott wasn't really up for the fight. You know, no offence to him, but that's what it seemed to me why, why he resigned, because he, he, he didn't feel like uh, he could take the the club further. Um, but yeah, that is a, is a weird... Weird one for me. Um, the only other thing is I thought maybe at the time I thought Callum might have had another job lined up higher up. I mean, Trinent, as I say, they went under the radar. Obviously, a, a decent win 2-0 against, uh, against Bonesu. Uh, another difficult one for them, obviously, coming off the defeat to East Colbride. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a weird one, that Callum Elliott, isn't it? I, I don't have anyone in mind in who who's going to replace him. So the, the appointment... The next appointment will be interesting, but anyone that takes the Trent job will be have a ready-made squad. You know, I, I still believe maybe top six, top four. Well, probably more top six from my from my perspective. But um, yeah, I, I, very surprising that one, Ben. I certainly wouldn't say the name that was suggested in the group chat last night uh, who might take over at Trent uh, to save any embarrassment for was it you or Moza? I can't remember who said it. That was oh. just an idea I threw out. We'll not say the name to protect Chris's <laughs> reputation, but Chris was suggesting a manager um, that they could potentially be interested in the job. And I'll be, I'll, I'm not going to lie. When I when I when I read the message from Chris, I just laughed. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Is he is he have a job at the moment? Yes, absolutely. Has he do, kind of do we want to see it? Do we want to see it? So Chris said, um, "But what about Kevin Thompson?" <laughs> For the for the Trinent job now, Kevin Thompson has been like the Motherwell job only what three weeks ago, um, and is working on BT Sport, Rangers TV, and all that kind of stuff. I don't see him going to Trinent, Chris. Well, that's fair. That's fair. But at the end of the day, is he in a job at the moment? No, he's not. Yeah, correct. I know he's linked with I think what was it before Rafe Rovers and whatnot. But yep. I just sign a deal if he wants to get into management. Uh, and there's no jobs going available, Trent would be a good sort of stepping stone just under the agreement that I can leave when a bigger club comes asking. You know, we've seen we've seen managers do that before previously where they're, they're high-profile names. All right, a new 
another club's quite fancies it. But a lot of people are forgetting Trenen are well backed. You know, they're not probably. I'm not sure about the same levels as as Kelly or anything like that. But they are well backed. They're a solid team. Someone like a Kevin Thompson, I think, would would do good for them uh, if it's out of the. You know, a lot. Who was it? Mozel brought up Rangers TV. Oh, he has his gig on Rangers TV. He was doing that when he was at Kelly. So who knows? It was just a night. As I say, I don't think I've I've got many other names in the hat that I can think of at the top of my head who are available. He was one of them, you know. So, um, yeah, say what you want about that. I just, uh, you know, I threw it out there. Might be wrong, of course. Yeah, as you say, probably has higher aspirations as as I think uh, Callum Elliott probably does now. Uh, hence why he left. But yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see. I, I mean, I, I know we're just joking, but I, I think whoever does go in that job has, you say, got a good squad and uh, got a good opportunity there to, to take a team that. that as you say, well backed, so so can probably kick on and hopefully um, probably has aspirations to go through the league. The thing I did find strange that um, with Trinan is they they announced that bit of like a, they trailed like a bit of a exciting news um, <laughs> last night. You was it was like stay tuned for like news at seven o'clock, uh, and they announced like their vice captain Sean, Sean Murphy, aye. who signed a I think a three year deal or something like that and. I found that very strange, I think, and for two reasons. I think I expected bigger news, to be quite honest, at 7 o'clock on Saturday night. Um, I was expecting, fully expecting a manager to be announced at 7 o'clock on Saturday night. And then secondly, I find it really odd that uh, a player, even if he is a vice-captain, is getting a, a new deal just now. It's certainly a multi-year deal without a manager, but I find that odd, uh, certainly in the manager may have his own ideas, his own plans for the squad. They might not rate that player, but he's not even stuck with a, a guy. I'm not saying saying that Murphy's a bad player or anything like that. I, I don't know him at all, but uh, certainly find it a wee bit weird that, that the, the, the committee or the board that turn are handing out deals to players at this point in time rather than a period of, we use that word again, transition between managers. But uh, find that find that a bit odd, um, I must admit. It was a strange one, given the timing of everything, but... Um... You know, it's maybe big news to the the Belters fans. So, um, yeah, I did find that a bit odd as well because I, I was expecting a new manager, uh, which would have been a quick turnaround, obviously. Right, next game then, uh, Celtic B versus Derby Stars, a 5-0 win for Celtic B. They kicked off at 12pm, my lunchtime kickoff for Celtic B. It must be a pitch. Um, pitch clash, I presume, that would be an early kickoff. Uh, I'm not actually sure, to be honest. No, I, I never sort of looked into that, but uh, that would have been a, a hard one for the Dalbeaty boys, obviously, travelling traveling through. But um, I watched the highlights, the Celtic uh, highlights, and all the boys look class. Obviously, uh, Boston uh, Law um, and the team of the month with uh, Matthew Anderson, too. So I think he, he looked, he took a took his chances really well for a defender. He was up really high, um, which probably doesn't really look good on uh, on the Dalbiti side, obviously, if uh, the Celtic defenders are really high up in the pitch, you know, 18-yard line and, and taking shots. I think it might, one of them was maybe a set play, but yeah, it's a, a, a tough one. We've not really talked about Celtic the last few few weeks, but they're, they're firing um, really well. And uh, Dalbiti, not seen much from them, have we yet, Ben? Um, still trying to still, still trying yeah you're right. still trying to find their way and coming up against a team like Celtic B they probably weren't expecting much so uh, just one of those ones dust himself down get going again try and 
just try and get points. I think obviously they'll be will be trying to just get points any by any means necessary at this point in time. So uh, routine win for Celtic B five 0 I'm just seeing my phone there and Celtic first team have just won nine 0 against Dundee United. Let's just say if I think that's mental. Uh, yeah, it was it was seven when we first started. I think. Oh, was it right? Well, I left it at five, so um, there's been four goals when, uh, since then. But fair play, Celtic. Uh, the Celtic be also getting the getting the points. Next game then, Civil Service Strolls four getting after an eight one again. For me, that's a routine win for Civil Service Strolls. I, I I don't expect much from getting at this point. I, I've said that all along. I, I don't think they'll be they'll be. They'll be great, and despite the the one result they did have, which is a, a great result for them, a few weeks ago, that I've not seen anything different from Gretna, and I think they'll just be be that team near the bottom. They're probably very very fortunate at this point in time that they'll beat you, or where they are, and the, the situation they're in, because you're looking at it saying probably they'll beat you, the team that goes down, uh, based on their performances. And but yeah, pretty routine as I say. I might uh, I might see Gretna next week. Uh, they come up against Ken Beef. I'm thinking with the old firm games next week, obviously. So I'll be watching that. Um, have a half hour or whatever to get to the the Ken Beef game. So I, I hopefully it's not another wasted tenor of uh, poor quality football like it was when they played uh, WB Star Ken Beef. But um, I wait and see. Uh, I still have higher hopes than you, Gretna. I just they they were missing a few players last week. Um, Jonathan said, obviously, five or six key players, but uh, yeah, it's civil. At Christie Gallus Park, civil are, to me, a different team. They really they, they really make it hard for anyone going there. Alou Faye, the big man, obviously, doing, doing the business again, as he did in the, the Cup as well. So I, I'll see how I feel next Saturday if I, if I feel if I'm up for um, for uh, Ken Beef Gretna. Um, Which means you're not going to go to Hella Beef versus Irvin Meadow. Can't well, if it's the Irvin Meadow. Well, that that will be. A, I think that will be an earlier kickoff, so it really depends on what I'm doing next Saturday. Um, I could, I could. I don't know if I can watch an old firm at a pub. To be honest, it's a bit like the North London derby. I, I can't be in other people's companies when I'm watching these games. So, um, <clears throat> just the, the way I am, eh? but uh, I wait and see. I wait and see because I, I do. I do fancy that game as well. Obviously, I, well, well, we'll get to it, but they, they, they went to a replay in the Scottish Cup. So, yeah, this is this is why I'm quite smart, though, because I'll have a shave, I'll get a haircut. None of the Meda crowd uh, can give me a stick, so not recognise me. So, <laughs> a bit you'll, be a, really, you'll be associated with myself, so you'll be all right. You'll be, you'll be safe. Um, that's I'll, I'll definitely not be there because I've got a fucking replay to go through as well. So, um, we'll get on it, I'm sure, at some point in this, this, uh, this podcast. Next game then, it was a 6-0 win for Cumberland Colts away to Edinburgh Uni. Brilliant result for, for Cumberland Colts. Uh, Edinburgh Uni are what they are again. Another one of these teams at the bottom, struggling away. Uh, but, but great result and great to see Cumberland Colts scoring a, a load of goals and keeping the clean sheet. Yeah, three on the trot. Three wins on the trot for the, the Colts. Delighted about that because I I'd often have a soft spot for them. Uh, Stephen O'Neill, obviously, in the team of the month, well-deserved. Uh, had a lot of injuries last season. I think Sean Winter was was covering him as captain and the, the, the sort of main man in midfield, but he's he's hopefully back. And uh, Cole McIntyre, who we've mentioned, kind of early doors, was in amongst the goals as well. So, yeah, fantastic result. I'm good. Um, I'm happy it's kind of it's now sort of I don't know what the word would be uh, because, they, to be fair, they've played teams that are kind of sort of at, at the lower level 
Um, but three wins on the trot, there's no reason that can't be four, five, six if uh, if everything goes their way. The Colts have a good team, and obviously David Proctor knows this level really well, knows higher up really well. He's a very experienced, um, you know, he was an experienced player, probably one of the star players in the Lone League throughout the years, and obviously his experience in the, the Scottish game. Um, I often thought when, when he came on board that would just push the Colts, and hopefully it does. Last season they had a really strange one because I think they played well in parts, but maybe it just didn't come off for them. Obviously, Sean Winter, we, we, you know, he he was fantastic for them, but for whatever reason, the results never came. Uh, I think we're maybe seeing that the results are actually panning out for them this season, hopefully. Um, and obviously, I think it's either next month. I think it is next month they play their their main rivals open goal as well. So um, that would be an interesting. Uh, Interesting midweek game, I think it is, at, at Broadwood. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. The, the main rivals, I love that. Like, <laughs> some, sort of, some sort of mad rivalry between the um, Cumberland Colts. It's the, getting that way, to be fair. <laughs> I, know there's, I know there's like a bit of a back and forth because they're also playing at the same ground and stuff like that. But, um, I mean, it's just a great result for me for, for Cumberland Colts to, to, to get the win and so convincingly. But don't really know what we expect from... From from Edinburgh, you know, I guess one of these teams is say bottom of the table, gonna probably not gonna get relegated because I think the two teams at the bottom of the league just now are so poor that, that they probably all good I mean between Crowd Beat and um Del Beatty for me for, for the relegation spot. I know I've said about getting in the past and yeah, I think they'll still be right below the, uh, they'll be down there, but it's gonna be just another kind of muddling season for, for Edinburgh Uni, certainly. And who knows what what will happen there? Right, moving on. Then we mentioned the uh, the team with the, the rivalry uh, between Cumberland Colts. It was uh, Oldham Goldburn Hill five, uh, Gallup, uh, Dean Roberts one. Uh, a bit of a bounce back there for Oldham Goal. Uh, Marza will be delighted. I think he was too ill to make the game on Saturday, so uh, maybe he's going to get um, sendied and cast away by the the Broomhill lot. Seems so how they managed to get a result when he wasn't there. Yeah. I think there was something going about because I didn't actually. I was planning on getting to a game yesterday too, but uh, I was feeling a feel a bit under the weather, so maybe there was a something going about. But uh, yeah, um, exactly what they needed after the the cup result. I did watch um, the Open Goal Broomhill podcast. Uh, funny enough, I well, I watched like half an hour of it. Um, it was all quite pally pally and having a laugh and stuff like that. But Derek Ferguson's a a guy I respect massively in the, the Scottish game. I've, I've never met the guy, but uh, yeah, he always seems to be really good knowledge-wise from what I've, I've seen of him before. And um, yeah, uh, I, I, I think the strange one about that is they, they didn't come across as they were taking it that seriously when they got beat. I don't know if you watched the watched the episode, but it was all kind of having a laugh. And I think that's a good thing. You kind of have to have that as well. But I don't know, I'd probably be a, a bit more serious having lost that game by the end of the day. It didn't really matter. They beat uh, Gala five one. They they bounced back anyway, uh, regardless of um, you know the feeling of of how it how they should have played that. But um, of course, uh, Ryan Tierney it was good to see him in amongst the score. And I don't think he's really been getting too many games that I've, I've not often the that I've yeah, lost. Games, yeah. yeah. So um, and obviously, uh, I guess we have to mention it, Ben. Obviously, Paul Slane Slaney uh, made his his debut after. Six years of not playing. I, I actually thought it was longer than six years, his last competitive game, but uh, apparently six years. Um, so 
that's another interest, and we know that that game. In fairness to Gallo, I've mentioned it before; they they've not had their their full lineup uh, so far this season because of suspensions and injuries and whatnot. But um, I obviously made the comment last week that I do feel Gala and Broomhill kind of play similarly. They try and play um, kind of good football and it's maybe not worked out for them. So it was probably a, a mesh of uh, similar styles in that game. So it probably helped Broomhill um, and, or certainly I, I feel it might have helped Broomhill because they try and play the similar way rather than um, someone that's, that's a wee bit different. I think uh, from what I can read, it sounds like Broomhill went two up top and uh, managed to get five goals. So I think maybe that was kind of justified. And I guess it just shows that I guess Cy Ferry manages to actually uh, forgo his, his fancy yeah. playing from the back football style that he's desperate to play. And because obviously he wants to be one of these managers who plays the football the right way and all this kind of new age football, which is fine. I mean, if that's what you want to do, but. But if you don't have the players to play it, we said it, I think, a couple of weeks back. If you don't have the players to play it, you can't play that system. And uh, he's, he's obviously decided to, to make that change and he's rigged his rewards in terms of getting scoring five. And I think he brought, as he seems like he brought Ryan, Ryan uh, Tierney back in the side. He's managed to get two. Evan Malley's come back in, got a goal as well. The guys were kind of around last year as well. So the guys that, that were good low and league players and probably found themselves kind of out the squad a bit because of the new manager and the new setup and the guys were coming in. So, uh, delighted for both those players certainly to, to get the goals. And, uh, great win. Uh, you mentioned Paul Slane. Yeah, it's brilliant for him to, to get back as an individual and uh, to play after so long being out. And it just shows you the, the kind of hard work that he has put in because I think a lot of time you're, you're, when you watch the podcast, I, I, to me, I don't always feel like I'm sure that they're actually being serious and that was ever going to happen and things like that. And it just felt maybe like, are they kind of taking the piss out of that a bit and having that yeah. as part of the, the whole kind of, the whole kind of uh, camaraderie of the podcast and kind of the back. Because obviously we all do it in podcasts. We have your own kind of in-jokes and kind of different nuances that the people who watch regularly understand and only them will understand. And I, I, I started to wonder is, is that what that was? And it's just something that, but I say, great to see him back. He got 10 minutes. I think he played in a friendly a few weeks ago as well. So he seems to be doing all the right things and he's got himself back in a, a, a state to be able to play the, in the lower league, which is which is great for him. So uh, fair play. Uh, next game then, where we're going to will be Spartans 2, uh, East Coast by 3, another cracking one uh, for East Coast by. They left it late. Goal from uh, Ronan Hughes, I think it was in the last two minutes, something like that. Uh, he going in just to, to, to grab the win so East Kilbride or East Kilbride as we said they're, they're doing brilliant and I think I'm just happy they've started so well because I think we've mentioned it last week they've always kind of sometimes struggled to get going and it seems to be reversed so we just hope they've obviously got the, the pace to last the, the season um, having started so strongly Yeah um, it's always kind of close between Spartans and East Kilbride they have that sort of competitive rivalry over the, the years having being the you know two of the most successful lone league teams, uh, still in the league, obviously other ones obviously have been promoted to to the SPFL and whatnot, Edinburgh City, Kelty, Bonnie Rig, but uh, yeah, um, uh, Spartans. It looked like I, I watched uh, the highlights just before we came on. Um, I kind of mentioned obviously the fact that Spartans didn't score a lot from midfield, kind of proving me wrong again because Reese Armstrong was in amongst the scoring for Spartans. 
Uh, now it seems like most of their goals are coming from midfield, so I don't know if um, what I've said, maybe Dougie Samuels took, took it literally. Um, <laughs> so he's getting more of his midfield gone, but um, it's a fantastic result for East Colbride and a, and a tough game, another tough one. Six six wins in the last six, as I pointed out, in the form, form in the Lone League, which is fantastic. They've only lost one game, obviously, Rangers B at the start of the season. Uh, Spartans, I did read, obviously, that's that was one that they kind of wanted to to turn up for, uh, I think they did turn up. I think it's just a fact that they were up against the East Coast side that um, were clinical on the day. I think that was the difference because um, Sparrow's played well, as far as I'm aware, and uh, they were in the game. Uh, they'll be disappointed to lose that. They are, I think, they're tenth in the league, which is not a great start. But I think it's misleading for Spartans in a sense because they have played so many of the top teams. Uh, they'll have a run against maybe one of the the, the sort of lower sides. Uh, and that will just boost them right up. So uh, some of the some of the teams, I think, certainly Spartans and possibly Civil as well. Uh, it's been a bit misleading for them because they're they're playing, um, you know, the, the the top teams early or the other top teams early, I should say. So uh, no worries really for Spartans. Um, but East Kilbride are just running away with it at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, I think it's. I think for us now, it's a, it's a two horse race as far as we're concerned. It looks like it's between East Kilbride and. And Rangers B, and I think you said East Coast. I think I said one of the, the Colt teams at the start of the season, and it's certainly looking like that as far as uh, the, the form's going. And yeah, East Coast just obviously dug in and, and got the result. And fair credit to Spartans, they matched them for for most of the match by the sounds of it, and certainly well were in it and could have probably got a point. And uh, if it wasn't for a say a, a great finish from uh, Rowan. Uh, running queues to, to get the win, so yeah, East Kilbride, this is it, and obviously bringing in the manager when he did might have actually looked like a like a good a good move. They he got him, they got him in at what was it January last year, March last year, was it? Yeah. Um, when Chris Aiken got the, he said, "Can we kind of wonder that that time was that was that the right thing to do?" And we probably felt that, that Chris Aiken was justified to stay on and do the job, but Kev came in, Kev Rukovic came in, and he obviously had that time to work with the players March, April, May, and then get the full pre-season and, and start looking at players across the, the, the league. And he seems like he knows what he's doing, but he's a decent manager. He's obviously managed at higher levels in, in the loan league before now. And uh, I think I think East Kilbride are, are the team. Uh, still still fancy Rangers B myself, but uh, East Kilbride are the team to catch now. He's not a Kev's not he's not got the best ghost impression. I don't know if you you've seen that during the midweek. Um the lights went out and he's Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah so he, we've he's all not, been he's there. Not, we've all been there. <laughs> not the greatest ghost impression, but um tell you, I I was gonna make a really stupid comment about um East Coast Brides attack being a bit scary, but uh no I I won't fall into that part. I like, but uh, no, uh, as you said, uh, East Kilbride are top team at the moment. At Rangers B as well, obviously. Mentioning um, Kev uh, Rookvis, I'd love to interview Kev Rookvis. Uh, I've got a good story about about Kev where I um, when I did my radio, we used to do my radio gig. It was a music show. Uh, I did an, uh, an old radio station, and Kev came down to the radio station because he was planned to be a, a singer songwriter and release an album. Um, so I've got some photographs. Um, <laughs> you're not you're short, but that's that's a true story. So um, I was on a radio station called Up and BFM, which I spent probably five or six years on 
before I kind of got into this podcast and different podcasts I was doing, uh, and obviously getting involved in uh, Co-Winning. So when I left Co-Winning, I got, sorry, when I, I left the radio station, I joined Co-Winning Rangers. Uh, but before that, my show was a, it was a new music show, so it was all kind of unsigned under the radar kind of bands that would come on the show and I'd play that. It was on, a, I think, a Tuesday night, maybe. Um, and Irvine, it was done in a, essentially a cupboard uh, in, a, in a community centre in, in, in Irvine. And, uh, we had uh, connections with some PR companies and stuff like that, and I got an email one day saying, oh, I've got this singer-songwriter who wants to uh, come on your show and wondered if you'd be up for an interview. And I was like, I was quite new at that point. So I was like, yeah, of course. And next thing you know, I got the name. It was <laughs> Kevin R- Rukovitz. Um And I'm like, he's a football player. Um, <laughs> very confused, you know. And I was like, I don't know what that's about. So um, certainly, I think if you go on YouTube somewhere, there'll be, a, there'll be an interview of me and Kev uh, in this studio in Irvine. Uh, as a picture, certainly me and, and Kev standing, I'm about 10 stone lighter probably, I'd imagine, at that point, uh, and 10 years younger, that certainly as well, so uh, I would love to meet Kev again, do an interview on this podcast or something, and, and get a photo just to show the difference. He'll, he probably hasn't changed a day, he still looks, looks great, but I, I certainly, as I say, are 10 years older, much more facial hair, and probably much more weight added to the, the old figure at the time, but aye, that's a true story by the way, that isn't actually here's, uh, here's, here's one question for that though, was he any good? Was he any good at singing? Was he I mean, he, I mean, he could, I mean, he was like, he did the guitar and the, sing, uh, the singer-songwriter thing, and yeah, decent enough, I think uh, he wrote a song, I think I think this, thing, this song was called Time on Tick I think was the um, was the song that he, he did or, or he was, was trying to punt at that time and, um He's a, a definitely, I mean, I'm sure if you Google it, Kevin, <laughs> Rick, it's, it's, it's songwriter. I mean, Kev probably now hates me for this. If you listen to this podcast, he'll be like, don't bring that up because that was a, that was the past. I'm, like, I'm now a serious football manager um, in the Lowland League. But, um, certainly, you, kept, you kept that quiet, mate. That's first I'm surprised I've not talked, talked about that before. Um, I don't unless, know. unless I've kind of missed that or something, but yeah, I, I don't remember hearing that before. Aye, Poor so, Kev, we're gonna. That's, that's, if I can find the link that is going on a the catch up later, like definitely exists. I mean, because I remember, I remember the guy who used to help out the station was video interview part of it. Uh, so the the video interview or the video part of the interview exists for sure. Um, and the song, I don't know if the songs will still exist, but uh, I'll have the songs on my computer or on my computer somewhere for sure because <laughs> I know that I had them when the radio show and I produced the radio show. So. Um, if, I, so, if that appears on the catch-up socials like our maybe people will start buying his song or something and maybe we'll make him a few quid because like, I got him on the iTunes charts or whatever <laughs> football manager turns viral singer song right, you know, <laughs> 10 years later you know. anyway we digress from uh, the football to cover off the last game of the Lower League and Stolen Uni lost 2-1 to Rangers beat. Seems like Stolen Uni were, were close, um, certainly to, to getting a point. Um, Rangers B great side as always and just keeping trying to do their best to keep pace VK. Yeah, uh, I think Stolen Uni kept them quiet for, for a long period uh, certainly from what I heard from Chris's interview uh, Chris Geddes. Uh, no hat should add. No <laughs> I don't know what's happened to. I reckon he's sent. Maybe he has to get the hat. Maybe he has to get the hat back on. That might help. 
Aye, aye, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, he certainly felt that Sterling Uni deserved a draw uh, out of that game, which by by the timeline, obviously, uh, I kind of I, I I thought that's what it was going to be, uh, but obviously Rangers B got the managed to get the win, but we know how good Rangers B are, as as you've mentioned before, Ben. You've kind of stated that they're you know one of the Colts teams. Not saying which one, but Rangers B. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> Just to be clear, right? Just, just to be clear, I know you chinned me on the week during the week about this, right, Chris, but uh, still I don't like Rangers. I mean, that's, that's I mean, I know you're trying to make out some sort of like being too positive about Rangers because they won during the week against uh, PSE, but um, we still someone you dob someone dobbed in one of your mates dobbed in as a Celtic fan. No, that's just something that I ended up. That's something I grew up with when I was a wee guy, and um, he knows I'm a Kelly fan deep down, and uh, would always be wearing Kelly strips now. Never wondering just talk my life. Don't believe any any madness or any part about Celtic, man. That's definitely not not my um not in my lifetime for sure. It's uh, but I talking about Rangers be great win, still 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 up there. Uh, as always, and I think I think we will. I think as we said I mentioned earlier on, it's we keep saying this, but I think there's just gonna be a, a two horse race and it might just come down to those matches between East Kilbride and Rangers B, obviously. Rangers B won the first one. Uh, who knows what happens in the second one? But certainly they could be critical uh, for yep. a team winning the league because I think both teams are are doing doing really well across the, the other matches they play. I don't see really they really drop many points across the, the season. Well, Ben's one of these guys. You just he's you just want to watch the world burn. You just want a, a Colts team to finish first so it causes all the issues in the SPFL and. What you trying to say, Chris? That's. Just tell it like it is, just so uh, so there can be legal challenges. And no, oh, they've never really finished first, so <laughs> I, I'm just calling it now. I said, I said in the group chat, as I said, we've got a wee group chat, the three of us still with Moss involved. And I said the other day, I said, if if Rangers be win the league, there'll be some mad lawsuit that appears that says, um, possible. the champion, the champion club partner isn't uh, acceptable, and therefore we shouldn't get relegated. And, Depending on what team gets finishes in club forty two spots, so um, I think imagine, they have to agree with it. I think they actually have to agree with at it. At the start, or yeah. is it like perhaps part of? But it? I'm not, I'm not. But that's part of the constitutional rules, is it? Uh, because, well, I mean, we'll have to wait and see because it could just be all at the start, and then was it Brecon City? I mean, they still challenged it legally because obviously COVID, so. There could be a possibility. Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe maybe the, uh, maybe the teams haven't read the rules properly and haven't realised that thing because that seems quite rife just now in the west of Scotland where teams haven't realised what they agreed to at the start of the season. That's yeah. not a solve dig at um, many west of Scotland teams who are pissing their chips now about uh, being punished for definitely rules. It definitely was because I'm sick of reading about it um, online. But um, three teams was it three teams? Three teams are saying that I've played. That was when we just yesterday, Chris. I think there seems to be a one <laughs> one idea now getting announced. The teams have, have inadvertently played um, teams uh, played ineligible players uh, within the different competitions that have been happening. But uh, ultimately, it comes down to as I said, those teams have agreed um, to to that in the first place. It's all the bus fault. <laughs> I mean, apparently, apparently the Buffs and uh, Rutherglen run the West of Scotland Football League. That's what, that's what you hear. But anyway, ah, well, um, 
people and their command conspiracies. It's funny. Right, moving on then. We're going to the Scottish Cup. We'll run through the results just quickly. Uh, Auchinleck beat Coldstream 7-0. Brock's Barn Athletic beat Blackburn United 3-0. Bond Island Shipyard lost 5-1 to Lothian Thistle Hutchison Vale. Carnoustie Panier and Hoyk Royal Albert drew one each and they'll have a replay next week. Clyde Bank beat Bonnet and Thistle 4-1. Dalkey Thistle lost 3-1 to Lockheed United. Drum Chapel beat East House's Lily 3-0. Dun Donald Bluebell won 3-1 against Tayport. Uh, Benbar beat Fort William 4-0 away up at uh, Clyde Park. Glasgow Uni beat Goldsbury Sutherland 2-0. Haddington Athletic uh, lost 3-1 to Darville. Ever Gordon lost 5-1 to Newton Grange Start. Over Meadow and Hill beat Hawthorne drew one each. Lithgow Rose beat St Cuthbert's Wanderers 9-0. Pentecook lost 1-0 to Musselburgh Athletic. Paul beat Garvin 6-0. Preston Athletic lost 1-0 to Newton Stewart. Rutherglen uh, drew with uh, Quinn Rangers 2 each, unfortunately. Uh, Socky <laughs> Juniors won 4-2 against Andrews United. St Genta beat uh, 3 Rovers 1-0 on Friday night. Fail of Even uh, lost 2 0 to Dunbar United. Whitehill Welfare lost 4 1 to Camelon uh, Juniors. Denny Pace beat Wigtown Bladdock 12 0. Just an ing for David Grant in that one. It's not close to the record, though. I think the record for an individual player in a Scottish Cup round is 13. So oh, was I was it? saying it. Yeah, he was saying he was saying that one of the boys that Danny Pace was like, oh, you played well, son, sort of thing. Uh, but Connor. Connor Langton was the man of the match uh, after he just <laughs> scored nine. <laughs> well, that was brilliant. Eh? <laughs> um, so that's the that's the results across the across the the board. I guess we always look for kind of cup shocks. If you like, Chris, there wasn't I wouldn't say many surprises. No. Certainly, uh, when you look at the the West teams versus Easter um, or North or, or South, the, the West teams have all by the looks of it, managed to get the results. Uh, across the board and there doesn't seem too many surprises there I think we've all said that the West is probably a far stronger league West is best and all that as far as I'm concerned um, as, a, as a West punter but uh, yeah I mean some some great results I mean nothing nothing too shocking uh, I, I think we've got to I think we've got to congratulate obviously Mark Adams the former uh, Stirling Uni assistant manager for getting his first Scottish Cup win as head coach of Glasgow Uni I think that's a really good result um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how strong Gospel Sutherland are. Obviously, they're not really a team we cover, so I don't know how strong they are. But yeah, it seems to be coming together for Glasgow Uni. Obviously, Mark Adams uh, knows the levels really well. Uh, wish him all the best in the west of Scotland. So um, yeah, really good. I did hear David Churchill's goal for Broxburn was an absolute peach as well. So I like uh, like highlighting Churchy's stuff. But yeah, um, I, I, David Grant and Ning, Ningo. Head start, really? I don't know. Uh, does the prelim round count? I'm assuming it does. Maybe know. not. Maybe not. We'd uh, have to. Be, I mean, that'll be hard to beat if it does. Uh, yeah. Score maybe scores a couple more if he gets a. They get a nice draw on Monday. Um, who knows? The problem is the Scottish format. Scottish Cup format seems to change every every bloody year. You know, it's like oh, this round will go to a replay. Then it's the first, second, and third won't, and then it's uh, it's just a yeah. So I, I would have to a, check that. Right, so there was a vote. There was a vote for the the rounds to drop yeah. the replays in the, in the last vote. Uh, so it's only the prelim for some reason, which um, quite not ideal. Quite, <laughs> however, quite frankly, for the buffs, probably very fortunate um, to be quite honest. Um, 
Do you want to do you want to talk about that? Or are you brushing that one over? <laughs> I want to talk about it. <laughs> I think yeah. I mean, obviously, probably going to Coen Rangers to everyone knows my team is Coen and Rangers, and it's also a, a great day for for the club and uh, for both clubs. Certainly, I think the first both first Scottish Cup ties for um, for both teams is, is licensed clubs, and don't get me wrong, I think. When the draw came out, with both teams have been probably a bit disappointed to get to get that draw. You'd probably preferred a team you wouldn't normally play. And for us, I think we we started the game well. We'd obviously Kev Nickel out through suspension. Obviously, with the the stuff that had been on before, we get certain. Oh, so he was actually suspended. So we get no. certain also complaining about the SFA <laughs> two, two weeks ago. So, um, so Joey. <laughs> The next game, basically, we, we accepted a, a one-game ban for Kev because he sat out one, the one game against uh, Trun. So we accepted a one-game ban as a club uh, to have Kev miss it, to have missed one game. And certainly, for for me, I feel like we probably miss him. I think defensively, I think he makes makes our team much better defensively. He's an organiser. He, he sits in front of the back four and, and defends well and probably helps the back four through the game because we probably get quite an inexperienced back four that, that's chopping and changing quite a bit as far as we, I'm concerned. And Ultimately for us, we, we started the game really well and I think we scored within about inside 20 minutes and, and I'm saying to myself here, yeah, we're looking really good. I think we could go and put four or five past this lot today because the way we started and then we just dropped off the game and it just seemed like we were in at half time 1-0 you know at that point when the game was in 1-0 you're like mm, this could go either way and then still still in the game 1-0 we still haven't managed to put the ball in the net with one off chopped offside um, for some sort of goal, goalkeeper in a fields uh, which I wasn't really too sure about at the time but watching it back it I mean, probably was offside unfortunately for us and but one 0 you're still still worried and nervous about the whole match and rather than get that the goal equalised and it just comes from the same the same pitch we've we've got beat from so far this season against Trun against Darvel. It's a long diagonal ball that the defence just can't deal with. I mean teams I mean I'm, I'm saying this like as if it's gonna it might help teams, but teams don't know this now about our team that, that we seem to can't defend that that long diag and it's, it's it's common knowledge as far as we're concerned and the team know it, the players know it, the management the management know it and we just need to try and rectify that because that was what we lost to go from and the heads drop and then there's lack of concentration for the next goal and then at that point they're two one up and, I, and I'm genuinely at that point saying to myself we're out of this we 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 have went the preliminary round at Scottish Cup and we are out. I got to I think eighty five minutes and I, I I actually had enough. I just was like this is. Been this is it. shit. Like I, I started checking scores in the Premiership, and um, I had a coupon. Me and a few of the boys put a coupon on for the some of the league teams, the, the league, uh, league two teams, League one teams, and stuff like that. And uh, we knew we'd Montrose, Partick, and Dumbarton, I think it was, and the coupon. They were like, well, more focused on that at that point. I had a GoPro behind the goal, and I went, right, I'm going to go and get my GoPro because I've had enough. And I stood and watched the, the, the last five minutes of the game. Kind of behind the nets almost because I was just bored. And luckily for us, Big Mark Miller steps up with a free kick and bangs one in past the, the goalie. And unfortunately for Rutherland, it's, it's it's so late in the game that it, we it's two each, and we then try and push on to try and get the third. And there's not enough time left in the game ultimately. I mean, they go to a replay. I mean, back to 
Buffs Park on Saturday. We might be playing Hurlford away, so uh, back at Buffs Park now on Saturday um, with a two o'clock kickoff for the Old Firm game kicking off at half twelve. So uh, that's going to be a, an absolute barrel of laughs in terms of I'll be how low will the crowd be that day at, at Buffs Park given uh, the Old Firm games on. So yeah, yeah. Uh, what what is it, Ben? Is it just uh, I take it? Is it just ball watching or usually if you're if you if you kind of concede to the diagonal, it's usually either the fact that there's players ball watching or the defence is really static. So what is it? Is that a mixture of both? Or I feel it's probably a, it's probably a mixture of both. I think it's just that that, that just not not con- the concentration level yeah. dips and the ball comes in and either a player's on the wrong side and they just position don't, and they don't deal with it. You know, it just doesn't. It's not dealt with properly. And but but as I say, we know about it because it's happening to us. Week in, week out, it's the same play. It's like almost like, I mean, sometimes people play set up like as a, like like as if it's a like a secret weapon because it, but it's not. I mean, that's just how how we lose goals. It doesn't yeah. matter who's playing in defence as well. I think the, you look at the defence and it doesn't matter who's who's in the defence that week. It's different players have played centre half for two or three weeks now, and we're losing the same bloody thing that happens week in, week out. So it's up to the management. The management know it. They need to rectify it, try and get it sorted out, and. But I think the main thing for us is we're, we're still in the draw, fundamentally. We've, yep. The draw's the draws on Monday. Uh, we're still in the draw. We've got another gate, potential, another gate. However, they say the whole firm game's probably going to affect that quite significantly, yep. I would imagine, in a, in a town like Co-Winning. Let's not be um, beat about the bush. There'll be a lot of interest in that whole firm match. And, uh, who knows if people obviously starting at half twelve, will people pile out of pubs to come and watch the old firm, uh, watch the buffs? Probably not, I would imagine. Uh, being honest, so unfortunately, yeah. I don't you can you, t- you can't even move the game because the way the rules, I think the Scottish Cup rules are quite strict, and you you would agree the, the fixture sort of thing beforehand before you play it. So uh, there won't be an opportunity there to change the the result or to change the date the game to a Friday or anything like that for us. I don't, I don't think certainly. Yeah, so, there's there's certain fixtures that like I think most even me I'm talking about the old form game next week. Yeah, the possibility of not going to games because I'm watching that. So, and obviously Tottenham usually come first. I think we're mostly on Sundays uh, when the Champions League starts. Uh, so that shouldn't affect too much, to be honest. But uh, yeah, there's just certain teams, and I like watching obviously my my team. So yeah, uh, it's a, it's an interesting one. I think uh, I might be wrong, but I'm sure I read that Rangers and Celtic are playing. The B teams are playing each other next Saturday as well. <laughs> so. Oh really? I don't know how that's going to work in terms of their attendances. I'm assuming maybe it's just the mums and dads that are going to be turning up for that. Eh? It's a weird that, one. That... It's that thing into the the, the 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 casual kind of football fans will, will be interested in it. The kind of casual Rangers and Celtic fans who turn up. Well, let's be honest, and that's not meant to be a disparaging comment. But the kind of the one game a season fans that turn up Aye. for the old firm games. And that, I mean, that's common within probably most big clubs and. Uh, the old firm's that kind of game, and it's say Sunday at half twelve. So Saturday, sorry, at half twelve. So there's nothing we can do about it. We are meant to be going to hurl for the anyway on Saturday. So for, from my perspective, I couldn't give a shit about it because yeah. like buffs come first well, for me as far as I'm concerned. So I think that's why people get confused to the fact that obviously I do support Rangers, but I, I don't really talk up it as much because before I was involved in non-league, I'd be going to Ibrox most weeks and I'd be going to games. Eh? But now I don't. It's kind of like. It's not the same with Spurs because with Spurs, 
you know, I'm, I wasn't traveling down to London every fucking week or whatever. Whereas when I was going to the Rangers games, it was um, a wee bit different. And now it's kind of like, uh, yeah, it's, 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 di- it's different when you don't go to games. But yeah, certainly I, I, I feel like that, like, you know, one one game, a season fan or whatever, <laughs> probably go to. But it's the what we do, though. It's We're, yeah, we're both I mean, into non-league you're still going to be a, a fan either way, and I think you hear about things. If I remember being when I was going to Kelly games quite regularly, you'd always hear about kind of Uber fans, the ones that go to home and away, and and, and right. I was one of those at one time. But for what for once for one reason or another, I don't go to Kelly games anymore. And, um, I'm still a Kelly fan as far as I'm concerned. You know, it's still it's still my team. And if you ask me who I support, I say oh Kelly, but I have. An affinity to the Conan Rangers because it's my, my local team, my community club that I'm involved in as well. And you know the you know the players, you know the management, you know the committee, you know the fans, and you're a part of it. Whereas I don't think I'd be a Conan Rangers fan, if that makes sense. Yeah. I wouldn't go and watch Conan Rangers play on a, on a Saturday if I was uh, not involved. I, I would go and watch Cole Marmot because that would be yeah. my team. But uh, and there's folk that come to our games are Conan Rangers fans, and if you ask them who they support, oh, it's Conan Rangers. Like and that's 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 fine and I, it's great to have those people, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I could be a fan and be involved in a club if that makes sense. Because I'd probably, <laughs> I'd probably be too hard. I'd probably be too mental and too harsh. If you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not. Like, yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, yesterday, yesterday, yeah. uh, I'll be honest. I lost a plot at one point and we lost a goal, and uh, that's probably the first time that I've really felt it because I, I knew what was at stake and. I kind of knew what the, uh, I know what work went on behind the scenes to get that SFA license, and obviously the Scottish Cup is something that's the fruits of that labour. As far as we're concerned, uh, as a club that you get to play, and there's obviously financial reward and the prestige of the, the competition and all that kind of stuff. So it was hard to take for me. I mean, and that's how I say I, I did. I did lose the plot fund ultimately yeah. when the the second goal goes in. But as as if you weren't passionate about it, then um, I think in the wrong place but yeah as I say we, we move on we, we play Saturday uh, and hopefully the boys will get the job done we'll find out Monday who who awaits either side in the tie uh, in the next round and go hopefully yeah <laughs> I mean hon up I said I mean I said this to you guys last night in the chat I was like uh, I would love to get open goal purely not purely but partly because of Obviously, my friendship with Moza and his involvement at Broomhill, and I always want to draw my mates. I think I've made a few mates in different clubs across the um, across the leagues in the last uh, the last few years, whether that's in the West of Scotland or League Two and League One and etc. So, certainly would like to uh, would like to play those teams at some point because I have that kind of that wee connection with with certain individuals. So, I think for me, uh, in the next round, obviously the Lowland League and Highland League teams come into the draw. Uh, would I love to get open open goal? I've not really asked where if it's um, Broadwood or it's Buffs Park. Not really, not really fussed. Would play. Would love to play them because I think there's obviously we we talk about it a lot. There's obviously a lot of a attraction and a bit of show around that whole thing. And because of the podcast and the people involved, and uh, it would be interesting to see how we we pitch up against them and play against them. Obviously as well. Gormley's, David Gormley's a manager and he was the former Broomhill manager too so we'll add a bit of spice to that because he was also popped out of that job and well, he knew he was getting popped out probably in February or something like that because the open goal thing was happening and yeah it would be interesting and I think it would be a great day out as well for for the fans and I'd get to meet Moza for the first time I've not obviously met 
either of you guys properly in the flesh. Ah, that's right, yeah. If um <laughs> if we Weird. maybe had a game we could have a, a catch up day out and um we can maybe get get ourselves get we three three man commentary team on Moz's Moz's highlights and do a wee bit <laughs> or something there, it'd be a good a good laugh and yeah, yeah. but we need to win the game first though, obviously on Saturday. Elsewhere in the Scottish Cup, then I think the one result that stands out for me, Drumchapel beating East House's Lily 3 0. Drumchapel winning the the plate shield thing that gets them entered to the Scottish Cup through the winning the Strathclyde Demolition Cup uh, within the West of Scotland. So great to see a, a West Scotland team move through the uh, the next round and being a basically beat an East, Easter uh, Scotland side. So good result for them. Nice. Another result then I think probably stands out for me. And a away trip for Ben Bob uh, up to, to Fort William, winning 4 0. Obviously, Fort William had a bit of their troubles to seek, but Ben Bob got up there, getting a, getting a day out up to Fort William. I would not have fancied that trip personally, but um, although I'd have been booking into like a, some sort <laughs> of spa or something like that, probably for the weekend if I was going to Fort William, because I have no chance with doing the drive up and back down the same day. So, fair play to them. 4 0 win looks pretty good. Uh, and then Darvo beating Haddington. I think the Darvo went down one 0 uh, in the first half and showed their class in the end to, to get the result. I think Haddington went down to ten men, but and our team in the in the in the draw. So uh, brilliant for for the West teams to to get in the in the hat. And there's, there's only a few, like maybe two replays. Is it? Is it only us and so three replays in total uh, happening next Saturday? Connors Depanier. Pan Muir versus Hoyt, Royal Albert, Arthur Meadow versus Hillabeath Hawthorns, and Rutherglen versus Colwinning Rangers. Uh, and there was a walkover as well. Tower Hearts, yeah, this is a weird yeah. one actually. Tower, yeah. ha- Tower Hearts um, versus Cumnock uh, got the, the walkover uh, buy into the next round because Tower Hearts couldn't raise a team and pulled out the competition, which I found very strange. I think from what I hear, I think Tower Hearts, they won the, the amateur side who won the amateur cup. Uh, during last season certainly and for whatever reason the players, some of the players have left presumably because people found out they were good players because they managed to win a Scottish Amateur Cup and there probably be better opportunities to play in, in different teams and for whatever reason they couldn't raise a team to play on Saturday in the Scottish Cup which I find really strange given the prestige yeah. of the Scottish Cup and the chance to, to, to say oh I played in the Scottish Cup I mean we were joking around and saying you know, put an advert saying um, two hundred quid. Two hundred quid gets you a place in the um, in the side to play um, to play. Come up, I me. Mean, you would have get probably get pumped with twenty now, but like you could tell the grandkids one day, oh, I played the Scottish Cup. You know, like that's the the kind of stuff. But yeah, uh, taking uh, shots at Jamie Barkley. Yeah. Ah, is that? If you get a shot near him, maybe. But um, certainly, for, from a Cumnock's perspective, they'll be delighted to, just to get through. And yeah. Um, Certainly, poor for Tower Hearts, but I don't know if they. I don't know if they still get the money because you, know, you get money for for eggs in the 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 preliminary the round. Yeah. So, I wonder if they'll, I wonder if they'll still get the dough, which maybe can help them a bit and see what they can do. But moving on, then we'll move on to quickly just run through the, the Junior Cup uh, briefly. There was a bloody million games, I think, on the Junior <laughs> Cup on uh, on. Saturday, uh, Rossville and Muir Cup drew 0 0. Rossville, um, so they won on penalties uh, 5 4. Aberdeen East End 5, Lamont United 2. Uh, Ardeer and Johnston Borough drew 1 each, and Ardeer won on penalties. Athley beat Hart Hill Royal 10 1. Banks of D Juniors lost 4 1 to New Mains United. 
Uh, Stonehaven beat Bergowrie 6 0. Mabel beat Brecon Victoria 5 0. Um, Buckhaven Hearts uh, lost 3 0 to Ashfield. Kulluk and Ellen United drew one each, and Ellen United won 4 2 in penalties. Colony Park Juniors uh, lost 4 3 to uh, Bell's Hill Athletic. Cooper Angus lost 8 0 to Beath. Uh, Lags and Craig Mark drew two each, and Craig Mark won 4 3 in penalties. Shotsborne and Cod beat Cumberland United 2 0. Uh, Maryhill beat Dufftown 3 0. Dundee Downfield won 3 2 against Dice. Dundee East Craigie won 2 1 against Canberra Slang Rangers. Dundee North End won 1-0 against Devon, Devon side. Dundee St James lost 5-0 to St Ants. Kilter won 4-1 against Dundee Violet. Kilsyth Rangers won 4-1 against 4-4 for, for West End. Forest beat Aberdeen Uni 4-1. Glasgow Persia won 6-1 against Cruden Bay. Glasgow United lost 3-0 to, to Blantyre Victoria. Glenafton beat East Coast Thistle 8-1. Greenock Juniors won 7-2 against Sulkers Victoria. Irvin Vicks drew two each with Fraser Bay United, but it doesn't tell me here who um, who was that that won the the extra time of penalties. Dorai beat Islaville. Don't know. I'm going to go with that. Islaville FC 4-1. Kerry Muir uh, lost 4-2 to Bray Athletic. Les Mahego lost 2-1 to Hermes. Uh, Lethem drew one each with Borough Head. Uh, Bur- Burhead, maybe? Fuck, these pronunciations are terrible. <laughs> or uh, these Highland-ish. Aye, aye. them won 3-1 on penalties. Livy and Yoker drew one each, and Livy, um, Livy United uh, won 3-2. Lockie Hart lost um, 1-0 to Newmarket United. If I've got these pronunciations wrong, I'm sorry. Um, lo- long suffer. How many games is there, Jesus? Uh, this is also the, <laughs> the last page, I think. Uh, Longside uh, lost 3-1 to Stony Burn FC. Lost him out tonight and lost 6 0 to both of Victoria. Luga Bodho won 3 2 against Forfar United. Montrose Rosie Lee won 3 2 against Maud. Peter Sell won 4 0 against Nielsen Indians. Ro- Rothy Rovers won 4 2 against Armadale Thistle. Royal Albert got beat off a 4 1 off West Calder United. Schoon Thistle won 5 2 against New Elgin. Trun beat a Drossen Winton Rovers 4 1. Vela Clyde drew 2 each with Gart Cairn and Gart Cairn won 5 3 in penalties. Vela Leaven. Uh, lost 4-2 to Bankey St Ternan and Wishaw won 2-1 against Bridge of Dawn Thistle um, there we go that's your Cup, uh, classified results um, I'm going to take a <laughs> breath I think yeah. um, I mean some some <coughs> interesting results I think the one that stands out for me there the most is Dundee East uh, Craigie winning 2-1 against Canberra Slack Rangers I had that on a treble I had East Craigie beating them. Yeah, East Craigie are doing really well in the Midlands League. Um, I did have that in a treble, unfortunately. Very good. I I can't remember who let me down. There was someone that let me down, and it wasn't in the Junior Cup. It was in some other one. So always one team letting me down on the bets, like even with a treble. But that was some call, by the way, because East, East, uh, giving myself a bit credit there, but um, (laughs) I did see East Craigie were doing really well in the Midlands League. So um, I did think, yeah, I, I do fancy that. And they were... They weren't favourites, obviously. Canvas Lang were still the favourites, but uh, yeah, there was a few decent results there. Uh, Troon, I don't know if you saw the <laughs> the aftermath of. I think the the big the the funny part of Troon was obviously uh, Ben Black got uh, the man of the match, and uh, there's a, there's a video of him uh, posted by Dean Matthew. Um, he's basically got a, a a candle holder, and he I think he he's probably had a, a wee bit 
much to drink and he's and he's uh, kind of playing it like a saxophone. So, yeah, um, the beauty of the cup, obviously. Uh, uh, St. Anthony's as well. Yes. With um, the, yeah, the, the, the chairman, like the, the president was the having bus. a bit of bucky on the, on the, the bus yeah. back home. Um, I feel like <laughs> a good time. Long bus journey back for St. Anne's. So yeah, I'll, a... probably, I'll probably be too posh. If we ever get a draw in the cup where it's a fair distance, I'm definitely going to be staying in a hotel one night. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll, there's no long bus journey back for me. I'll tell you that just now. I mean, I'm absolutely staying in a hotel um, nearby and then driving home the next day. You know, um, why not? Why not make a, make a weekend of it? Oh, yeah. Nah, you have to. I've I've been uh, mainly with Kelly. I've been on a few bus journeys, obviously after a game, and there's been a a few. Uh, I don't know, bucket like the stop of the shop, basically before the, the drive home, and you know Classic, all that sort of thing. Yeah. But um, nah, it's, that's what it's all about. These cup games, isn't it? It's really good uh, to see that. Obviously, <laughs> the ants. With, with Ken, I was fantastic. I, I was laughing at that for about at least ten minutes or something because it was, you know, they were they were really encouraging of me. <laughs> I, hadn't, I hadn't seen it until you told me about it. And it was quite funny, but I have to say that the guy who was feeding the Buckfast had great hair. I must admit, I must shout. I don't know who that was, but his hair was tremendous. Um, can get He's right one of the players, him. I think, because ah, they, yeah, they, 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 they had a they had a picture good. of him uh, like almost leaning into one of the other players earlier, and it's like how how they look each other, something like that. It was a yeah, bit phenomenal. Uh, like <laughs> I can only aspire. I feel like that. I must admit. Um, elsewhere, I think results wise, shots beating Cumbernauld United two 0 was a quite a good result for shots given Cumbernauld in the Premier League last year. Uh, shots are a good side, but. Uh, Come on, they'll probably fancy themselves in that game. Apart from that, there probably wasn't a lot, a great deal of um, surprises. Rossville, um, well, I was going to say Rossville, but not actually because the whole Rossville thing's confusing, isn't it? Because you've got Rossville, Rossville now Academy, yeah. and Rossville Academy, which I thought it's like the kind of BSC thing that happened. It's the same kind of thing that's going on with them in terms of it's two Rossville teams and another one started up in the bottom tier of the West of Scotland and all that kind of stuff. and They've got Keeps, uh, was it ten ten months or something to change their name? Aye, <laughs> uh, the badge or something. Aye, so oh, so yes. confusing. Aye, but um, yeah, I mean, some obviously some big results. Beef beating Cooper Angus eight 0 Atherley beating Harhill ten 0 uh, Glenafton beating East Kilbride Thistle eight one. You know, big, that's big... that's a good result on paper because uh, I do. We've talked up EK Thistle. Yeah, yeah. They, I think they've got a decent team, but that. I, I don't think they've started as well as you probably maybe would have expected. I think, as you say, on no. paper they've got a good side, but in terms of like in the league, they've not been not been by by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. So yeah, some some obviously there'll be new and I'll draw that the junior cup. Yeah, I think took place weirdly took place before the round. I don't really know why, but I couldn't understand it myself why the draw took place like on Thursday or Friday instead of happening after the gate the cup. But I thought I was like two two rounds ahead or whatever. Like, I, but it was yeah. like done though. So like they done the draw for like these matches like weeks and weeks ago, and then uh-huh. they drew the the matches after. All right, okay. Strange. That is a bit yeah. strange, eh? Rather than doing it like doubled. Well, I, 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 yeah. some, sometimes you do it. You draw the first round and the second round. That that's fine. That's common. Uh, but I don't know what happened, and you could wait till today or tomorrow or something like that to do the uh, to do the draw once you know all the teams rather than doing all the this team might play that team and all that kind of stuff. But here I don't run the juniors; I have no involvement in the juniors, so um, this isn't much um, 
respect I give to the juniors all year by running, reading out all those results. <laughs> There'll be teams to play as well because Darvo are back in it and they were playing in the Scottish Cup, so I'm assuming they'll. Oh yeah, true. And there'll be a few, yeah. a few of the um, the West teams probably and East Talbot teams maybe. who are who are in the, yeah who are involved. Actually, that's probably a good point as well. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, that probably concludes another episode of the official catch up. Uh, where do we find everyone, Chris? If you've got to the end of the podcast and you don't know where to find us, I, I as Usual official catch up on Twitter, uh, lonely catch up on Facebook, and pretty much everywhere. If you just type in um, Lowland League podcast or East of Scotland podcast, even West of Scotland podcast or South of Scotland podcast on Google, we are the first one because we're the best, really. Let's uh, let's it, call it as we see it. Yeah. <laughs> the SEO is optimized here, right, right here, right now. Google's uh, Chris has cracked the algorithm. He's on top of the table. Love to see it. Um, so that's all we need to know in it really if you, if you want to Google just go Google just Google West Scotland Pod- West, just do that Google West Scotland Podcast and we'll be at the top that, 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 that's all we need um, really <laughs> let's, let, just do that instead that's a much better way to find us uh, obviously, obviously Chris obviously has mentioned the, the good places to find us we, we obviously appreciate follows and uh, likes and retweets and subscriptions and all the good stuff you know it's funny after you mentioned the likes and subs uh we actually probably got more more likes on on YouTube than we've had in ages, and I think that's probably because of what you said last there we go. last week. So it pays yeah. to say it. So we're saying that again this week. So if you haven't liked or subscribed, it doesn't cost you anything. That's the other no. thing to think about. It doesn't cost you a penny to hit like or subscribe or retweet. Um, maybe one day we'll bring a Patreon in, and you'll have you can you maybe not have to pay, but you might <laughs> pay a few quid to support us. But um, on, on that point, if you do want to sponsor us, then. Hit us up, get in touch. Um, we're always looking Adidas. for sponsors of this uh, Adidas, Adidas jackets. Would be class. Yeah, it's coming into winter. To be fair, I don't think I don't think I've got my new. Did I send you a picture of my new um, my new buffs gear? I I saw it on Twitter. I think. Right, so we've got we kitted out the, the team in tracksuits and. Uh, Who does Adidas? I might have to just look into that myself. That's Davo. Davo have Adidas, so maybe 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 if Mick's listening. We could cut about with Black Rooster on the top or something like that. Aye, you cool. could sort us out with some Adidas gear um, if, he, if he fancies sweet, it. Sweet, I'll sweet talk on my Mick. Uh, we've been we've been nice to you lately. So we've said Ben hasn't said anything bad about Davo in about a month. Um, so it's a good show. How about it? Cut my jackets will be class. Nah, I mean, and also if you do want to sponsor the podcast, but I mean the um, to, to talks of, of sponsorship as I said the other week I mean I'd quite happy to take some free shit at this point in time not actual <laughs> shit but like free stuff um, whatever you've got an offer um, KSI and Logan Paul if you want to just advertise Prime then uh, hit me up I mean let's talk dollar bills and we can we can do it I'm sure there's a, a big market for it here in the, the non-league football podcast um, nah, I'm just having a laugh uh, about that but because uh, last week we ended up talking about boxing, I just mentioned KSI. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was that yesterday? I never, I, I'm not interested in fucking fake boxing. So, Tell you what, though, uh, who is it? I can't remember if it's Logan or or the other Paul, but one of them is actually a really good boxer. Uh, Jake, I can't remember. Jake Paul. Jake, yeah, Jake Paul's yeah. a really good boxer. We we better respect for him because I have so seen is, a So is KSI. Fight. So, I yeah. mean, I'm a digression again in the boxing <laughs> podcast, but um, I, I did watch a bit of that KSI. Pineda fight last night. Um, Who won? Lewis, Lewis Pineda is meant to be a professional cruiserweight or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, but I mean, I think you did give KSI a better fight, just to be honest. I don't 
don't know how he is a professional boxer because Kiyosaki absolutely mauled him. All he really? did was, was moan and complain about being hit in the back of the head when he wasn't being hit in the back of the head. And it was like, he wasn't, he wasn't, you could tell straight away you didn't want to be in that fight. So I think KSI fought another boy before it, like a like a YouTuber or a rapper or something like that before that right. fight, and then fought this guy. But people were, I didn't watch the first fight, but a lot of folk were saying the other guy gave a better fight than the guy who's right. meant to be the professional boxer. But um, that's all that mad sideshow boxing shit that we shouldn't like talk right. about. Let's just stick to the all money stick. making. By the way, uh, just a short note, I know we're obviously digressing into boxing again, but uh, that is literally what Mike Tyson used to do. Mike Tyson aimed for the back of the head. Like, he said it loads of times. He literally would do that in fights. He would be aiming for the back of the head because that's how much of a, like, an animal and how insane he would get in in terms of these fights. He would literally aim for the back of the head because, uh, I mean, that is a bit... Severe when you think about it, eh? like that probably could. I'm surprised he never killed anyone, eh? but might, you know, might need to start a boxing podcast. I, mean, I was on Twitter during the week talking about wanting to do another podcast, but uh, maybe it's a boxing one we need to do, Chris. Boxing one, eh? We, well, do we boxing podcast <laughs> <laughs> the Monday night boxing show? Um, uh, in all seriousness, just a bit of a laugh, and it was probably I brought that up purely because we talked about it last week. It wasn't really meant to be a, 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 a thing, I <laughs> so we won't. Don't worry if you're listening to this podcast, you've got to the end. Don't expect to talk about boxing every week because it's not gonna happen. <laughs> Let that be the, the last bit, unless there's some is there uh, triple G's fighting soon, as you know. <laughs> I'm all like, I don't, I'm all I, like don't, I, don't, I don't actually know. I mean, when I actually know, I don't pay enough attention to boxing, I prefer MMA. So, <laughs> um, I'm just one of these big fight guys, I gotta go watch the big fights, turn up for the. The big ones, but anyway, thanks for listening uh, or watching or the official catch up. We'll be back this time, probably same place. I think we managed to keep a, a rolling Sunday Sunday afternoon podcast recording. The the ritual of half past one on a Sunday seems to be the time for for Chris and I. So we'll be back with another episode of the official catch up. But until then, have a good one. Cheers.